how do you market a product there's no magic bullet there's no one size fits all answer you can read about how others did it but there's no formula no one can tell you how to do it sanchit is the co-founder of townscript a do it yourself event booking platform that has served millions of customers all over the world sanchit started townscript when he graduated from college he decided to first focus on trek operators then called and spoke to everyone who would pick up the phone after that he grabbed whatever opportunities came his way that's how he got started it was a combination of grit and luck today townscript is a marketing machine over 50% of their customers find them on google there are teams and processes in place for everything from lead generation all the way to event operations and content marketing is a crucial part of what they do almost everyone at the company writes articles so let's listen to sanchit's story and learn a little bit more about how he built the townscript marketing machine hey sanchit thank you so much for taking out the time to speak to us thanks everyone thanks for inviting good good to have you here you know just wanted to start with a little bit about your background and why you actually decided to start a townscript as a company i did my graduation from mit pune pune university in, and i graduated in 2013 so i did my engineering in uh, electronics and telecommunication my partner sachin sharma and i started this company we both met through a mutual friend we both had inter- in this industry so i was doing a travel startup before townscript initially we started with an idea of an events networking app which was an app for event attendees in the conference to network with each other after talking to a lot of event organizers we realized that at that point of time in 2013 there was not a very strong need of that product then um, we kind of pivoted to the product which is in current form the events management platform so we launched the product in 2014 and till now we have been building townscript and building the business i think your travel startup was called padaro right did it have any thing to do in terms of taking a plunge into entrepreneurship you've never worked for a company ever you started straight out of college so how, how did you make that decision there are like multiple factors yes so padaro played an important role so i started uh, padaro with two of my friends those guys are also doing pretty well in whatever startup they are doing now we we started this company during like third year of our college so that was a pretty good learning experience so that uh, that is where i was handling marketing and sales also for the for the company and we we were able to serve 15 customers so that experience itself was pretty enlightening because we learned how to market any product how to sell how to get customers on board how to serve them so all of these things gave us a lot of confidence and then because the idea so padaro as an idea was pretty novel that also got us a lot of coverage in media and so that was pretty uh, enlightening for a college student and that also helped me getting into the startup ecosystem i i got into startup leadership program during my college days itself there i met some really good uh, interesting entrepreneurs who were few of them are very very successful right now i also got a chance to uh, meet mohit garg who also happens to be our first investor in transcript so that way i think because of these factors like i got into the ecosystem i got a hands on experience 
during my colleges that actually enabled me to kind of take a plunge after college how did you you know learn on the job because no b school degree uh, no prior business experience what did you rely on in terms of trying to understand how to run a company better and what were you know a couple of mistakes you made what were the key learnings i'm sure you're even learning today but early on as an engineer you have like a pretty good problem solving skill mindset so that builds your base so other than that i think learning on the go having a very uh, like hunger passion to learn new stuff so the initial in initial days the learning curve was pretty pretty good so reading online and talking to fellow entrepreneurs who who have achieved something so having a mentor really helped through him i kept on getting some information about like these are the blogs like for example hubspot or moz or these are the books which i could read for example influence so constant reading and constant learning mindset actually helped a lot i used to read steve blank's blog a lot during our initial days so that also helped that actually helped a lot like having constant learning mindset and reading more and more books and more and more uh, online content that is available now considering the mistake part and the learning parts couple of things which i learned the hard way during this during this period is as a fresher you have a mindset of being a very aggressive uh, executor right whatever came in my way i started doing myself slowly slowly like as a team grew so i learned the hard way that i need to give space to everyone in the team to kind of take lead i need to focus on building the right team as a fresher that is difficult to understand initially at least in my personal experience i ended up doing everything myself marketing support okay so somebody is not available at this point of time okay i'll do that but still the customer should be happy but th- that i learned with time that that is not scalable so that has been like one of the great learning experiences and that is how i have evolved in with time figuring out how to delegate is the hardest thing and and i think it's a it's an awesome insight what really drove you to do this where does the fire in the belly come from because entrepreneurs have to be like really passionate it seems like sometimes why are you doing this because it's so hard what what drives you on a daily basis and what drove you at that time is it the same or has it changed <laughs> when you are young you are very rational with time you start becoming more rational so there was a lot of passion um, i mean like like any other entrepreneur so every entrepreneur is very passionate about achieving something in life right so i just wanted to like at that point of time so the biggest motivator and uh, biggest driving factor was that wanted to do something unique in life wanted to create some different or unique value other than just joining joining a job so that was the like biggest driver which i had that passion has resulted in a pretty big organization you guys got an investment from book my show which is an very big deal so congrats on that how have you grown with the company how has your role evolved with it and if you could uh, deep dive a little bit on you know what townscript actually does and how it fits in with the broader scheme of things especially with book my show the experience after book my show has been also been very enlightening the way a bigger organization thinks and the scope of thinking also got very broadened i think i used to think small uh, before book my show now <laughs> when you see like how they think basically 
आपके इसमें यू गेट टू मोर जीरोज बिहाइंड योर गोल्स राइट सो दैट वे आई थिंक थिंकिंग बिगर लाइक देर इज नो लिमिट ऑफ थिंकिंग बिगर आफ्टर बुक माई शो दैट दैट हैज बीन फिनोमिनली ग्रेट लर्निंग एक्सपीरियंस other than that my role has primarily like from the beginning i have been focusing on the sales and marketing and customer support for the company so my focus is to kind of keep on growing the business so the business uh, has grown um, uh, pretty significantly for last 7 years we kept on growing we have been growing um, almost 100% year on year right now last financial year which just got completed we sold more than 3 million number of tickets and uh, we are in our space townscript is a leader so now coming to the point like what actually we do so townscript is a b2b driven marketplace for event creators to create their events and start selling their tickets so that has been the core business from the beginning so we we have made tools for event managers to kind of manage their uh, event registrations their uh, event event day check-ins throughout the cycle event organizers face different different problems so we help them out with that and other than that being a marketplace we help event organizers in selling more tickets now how we fit in the overall scheme of bookmyshow group uh, so bookmyshow is asia's largest entertainment ticketing platform and townscript in events you have different sectors like entertainment which is the largest sector and then you have other sectors like b2b events like conference and then you have other sectors like marathons and smaller small and medium scale events uh, like meetups and things like that so in that segment we fit in in the overall group would now like to transition a bit more into our main topic for this episode which is marketing and specifically how do you go to market so to set the context before we jump into it can you tell us a bit more about the marketing and uh, business development organization at townscript today we have three sets of teams marketing sales and support primarily like one team's job is to kind of generate more and more number of leads in whatever way manner like outbound or inbound and then sales teams are the ones who kind of close the customers and then once the customer is closed we have a customer success team that make sure that now uh, the customers are pretty happy so everyone has different sets of kpis one has like generate more quality leads the other has ratio of closures over quality leads should be very high the other one has the existing customers should be retained and they should be kind of promoting our product we have these set of teams and then we also have like event operations team where we help organizers with different services which we have like for example we do timing services for marathon we are also have events performance marketing team where we help event organizers with selling more tickets so we have like three four sets of teams to contrast that with how you started off how did you go about making your first sale what we did was that first of all like understanding the market is very important so who am i who am i building this product for right uh, who is my buyer persona right so in our case like we had like four five segments so uh, where we didn't know how how they operated when we started like we had like treks and trips we had like conferences we had marathons and college festivals and other so many segments segments are there so initially we just started with one hey let's start with treks let's become india's largest platform when it comes to treks start i personally started calling like all the trek organizers in maharashtra to hey why don't you use townscript why don't you use townscript and then they started giving us feedback and then th- that's how we kind of closed our first 
customer so he was a trek organizer then slowly slowly like we started seeing that hey i think we have like three four trek segment customers so why don't we try other segments as well so then one of my friends was doing a conference and he said hey i was planning to use some payment system so i thought like why don't i use your system so I, I, he he used us and then suddenly we saw that the number of sales went so high and then we realized that okay so this is the segment where we should be focusing on then uh, suddenly somebody was doing a, a small race in magarbatta and we saw that 2000 people registered on our platform and we were like shocked oh okay so uh, so that's how then we started realizing that okay these are the few segments where we kind of have to focus on and then we went out crazily behind couple of segments and we we didn't focus on all the segments at once we we decided that let's see where where there is no one right so let's find out a segment where there is nobody in the space and it is good enough to build some sizable business marathon has been one of my favorite segments personally because of multiple reason like it's a consumer it's a large event space in that segment we kind of right now own almost 75 to 80% of the market share you can help us understand how you transitioned from that sort of scrappy startup where you're taking opportunities as they come to now what you described a more kind of metric defined robust sales organization in the initial days we were very qualitative and as we grew we became very quantitative so that's as simple as that like you initially you should be very qualitative so go reach just pick up your phone and don't think about any processes or any crm or anything when you don't have any customer what will you do with a crm right actually even if somebody picked up my call i just made sure that i am going to meet him just go out meet as many people as you can and show them your product take their feedback come back and improve if they want some improvement or uh, we we kind of went to the organizers office and created event in front of him so that he doesn't face any problem so you know that initially everything is crappy right even your you don't have a team you don't have you have a basic product so that way you want to make sure that customer is delighted how can you do that that through a human angle right provide service to him uh, as we found the product market fit in few segments and we found that uh, our product is being able to create a lot of value and we just have to kind of scale it up then we started build, we started building teams started setting up processes we have very robust processes throughout the teams and uh, very robust kpis set for everyone and then we started hiring leaders in those specific teams as well so that way then after that it was all about setting up good processes setting up initially good processes also really helped us and set using right tools at the right place also helped us sticking with those tools and kind of uh, using them like we invested in those tools and those kpis and make sure that we are kind of following them for a long term how do you go about first of all deciding which markets to get into and then actually launching in a new market at least in our case so there were four variables which we considered before entering into a market so one is like what is the market size of that particular geography and what is the revenue opportunity right for our kind of a business then how is the competition in that particular geography and third not all countries are english speaking so you have to make sure that there is no language barrier so the lowest hanging fruit is any country where english is a prime language 
and then um, other than that one important part was geographical proximity why in our case was it was important because events they generally have tours for example if coldplay is coming to asia they do an asia tour doing those kind of calculations we then we decided that hey let's go to dubai go to gcc region and then initially we started with singapore uh, that is the southeast asian region so right now we are present in uh, singapore indonesia and uh, we recently started in malaysia and then we are also in the gcc region so based on your experiences what are some of the things that you think even more mature b2b startups are not doing enough of what what has worked really well for you i'll talk about from the marketing perspective we we all know that everyone is online so everyone is looking out searching for stuff right and we are searching we are reading more content than ever before and that's a very fundamental thing right now to be seo focused from both tech side and both from the marketing side because it's like an asset once you start ranking google even if you put a blank page like if you see in wikipedia there are sometimes the blank page also starts getting ranked because google starts valuing that domain and very high and then it has compounding effect so once you build that and you you have like immense amount of inbound flow of leads and in immense amount of uh, new customer base so in our case around 58% of our traffic is through search engines so that's pretty high for us but that helps our customers as well because once you list an event on townscript your link starts coming on the top of google search i saw that you focused on content and it was something that it was not just you doing but everybody in your team had to create content so can you talk a bit more about that i thought that was a really interesting way to go about creating content everyone is talking to customers uh, in some or the other way and in, in when it comes to our sales team we have like sales reps for different different segments one guy specializes in conference sector one guy specializes in marathon sector and then there is a operations team who is always there at the event so they know like what happens at, at the event during the event more than anyone else in the team so that way everyone has very specific knowledge when it comes to different different uh, problems that event organizers face 50 to 70% of our team uh, kind of writes blog i also kind of write blogs uh, so we submit the content to the, the the main guy the content guy and then he approves or makes edits and kind of publish that article so that will be like crowdsourcing the knowledge which we all have instead putting all the burden on the one person do you have any like resources tips or guides where people can go to learn more about this i'll highly recommend any startup founder even if he is a tech or from the sales side please do read moz beginner's guide to seo and very highly recommended hubspot inbound marketing certification course for all the founders so that actually changes your perspective on how to kind of build a marketing engine and how to do marketing that's a must if you are in planning to build an internet startup what are some of the things that have changed in the last 7 years that you've been doing this and what to look at going forward for founders that may be starting off today in the marketing domain of course if i compare with 2013 right people are watching videos more than ever before so so the attention span has also kind of decreased because there's so much of content which is available in the market right now on online right now so that way i think what i have felt personally is first it was text then images came into picture and then after that video has 
kicked off like crazily like in last uh, seven years. That way, I think a lot of webinars are happening. Um, so we recently launched our Townscript virtual event platform as well. And other than that, now when it comes to CRMs and other tools and processes and things like that, those things are very, very defined when I, when I compare with 2012, right? At that point of time, we were still figuring out what software should we use now, like these kind of softwares are defined and your KPIs processes, uh, you can say more defined than it was in 2013 or 12. So your business is unique in the sense that it's B to B to C. So you kind of understand both sides of it. So can you talk a bit about going to market as a B2C business? Because I, I know that's something that a lot of people wonder about. How do you get your first few customers? And then can you talk a bit about some of the differences between a B2B versus a B2C business? And how do you kind of think about going to market differently? At fundamental level in B2B, you need to build relationships. And in B2C, the relationship is more of transactional. In B2B, like we are kind of, selling to four or five people at one time point of time to get the customer on board. And in this case, uh, B2C, we just dealing with one person. We not, we might not even talk to him. It's an emotional purchase relationship between us and the customer is very transactional that at the core level creates a difference of how difference on how you do the marketing. So like, for example, in B2B, I'll, I'll do. I'll try to do build personal relationships or do content and be open about what I'm building. And in B2C, I, it's more about how you do the messaging, right? How you kind of make sure that the person is doing a purchase when he comes on your platform and uh, how you have built the product so that he kind of uh, refers your product. So for example, in B2B, we do webinars or uh, we do guest blogs by by influencers in our segment and b2c also we do like instagram post by influencers so so that way like you try to create like influence in the community like whatever your target audience is but at least at the core level i think we what we understand here is that both the businesses are the way they operate uh, are very different that's a pretty deep and useful insight and you know just uh, taking that a bit forward what advice would you have for other entrepreneurs who are launching a new venture and how can they be scrappy without, you know, very big marketing budget? So, uh, a bit of like, uh, like I'll tell you from my personal experience, initially we also didn't have uh, any budget on marketing side. So we, we were not spending a lot of money on that considering like it's a B2B or kind of a business where you just call and request people to kind of use your product. So I'll be more sales driven initially by sales. I mean like outbound. I might not be able to generate a lot of inbound flow of customers initially. I'll it's the hard way, but I'll, I'll make a list of hundred people who could be potentially my customer and start calling them immediately. Right. Second thing, why, what I will do is I will start focusing on building a great content engine from day one. So as I mentioned earlier, so building content and building domain authority and building a great inbound, inbound flow of leads is a long-term game. And it has compounding effect. Initially, you will feel for first six months that you have created like seven, eight, 10, 15, 20, 50 blogs, but you're not seeing a lot many leads coming in. But suddenly after one, one and a half years, you will start realizing the value of the content which you have created and it has compounding effect. So then, uh, then you have such a huge flow of inbound leads coming in, then you don't need to kind of reach out to customers. You always have a 
customer coming at your door with an intent so that way i will like to invest very early in in the content and organic ways of building inbound channels so because first of all the customer who is already interested in your product is coming to you he is signing up he is showing an interest so he has an intent because of that your sales cycle becomes very small you don't need to kind of push him because he has he already has an intent and also that there is less discussion on pricing because he already saw the pricing page and then came to your signed up on the product you know on the other side of the spectrum any high level advice for companies that have reached a scale like yours and are trying to expand into other geographies what tips would entrepreneurs founders keep in mind especially if they're looking at southeast asia as an expansion uh, strategy like if if i go specifically to southeast asia so i'll tell you from my personal experience as an outsider once we look at the southeast asian re- region it looks very uniform but it's not so uh, every country has a different currency every country has different laws every country has different languages as a payments as a company in payment sector we found lot of challenges uh, every country has different payment system so like if i uh, compare it with the western economy so uh, i see that everyone is using credit card or debit card but when i go to a country like indonesia so 80% of the uh, 70 to 80% of the transactions happen through bank transfers very less transactions happen through credit card or debit card right so if you are going with a payment system which just supports credit card debit card that then that doesn't work so that way i think what we found was that uh, geography like geographically and uh, from the culture perspective all the countries are very very different and they're very heterogeneous so it's very easy to operate in india than being in southeast asia because you have like very heterogeneous culture you need local local team to kind of build that market for you there one final question and to close you know you're a physical events business right and this pandemic obviously has affected the core business and i understand you guys have pivoted really fast to offer uh, digital events how how has that been and what's your outlook over the next couple of months how how is this going to pan out in your opinion when it comes to events right so people want to socialize people want to get entertained and people want to learn people want to be fit so these are like very basic fundamental uh, needs of all the human beings so that way we have been very very surprised by the way people have adopted the virtual events segment in in a very short duration of time so we have like uh, we have customers who are doing earlier marathons they they're now doing fitness challenges and then we have customers who were doing comedy shows offline now they are hosting super successful uh, comedy shows uh, online <laughs> so and they are super uh, fun also so that way i think the adoption has been pretty significantly high and then few of the organizers have adapted very fast and honestly speaking so the physical event space has taken a hit and uh, i'm sure it will be back one day not predicting when it will be back but many people have kind of adapted to the virtual thing and the adoption then the response from the b2c side the attendee side has also been phenomenal so that way i think i'm sure like if i compare with the previous um, like it won't be like 100% equivalent to what we were 
doing but overall in overall schemes because of this virtual things so people have been able to achieve like 50% of their revenue what they were doing earlier some people have been able to achieve 670% some people are just testing them out some organizers are just testing them out so i think it's important to adapt the most important thing is hope for the best and but prepare for the worst so uh, so that's why like we are also kind of educating our customers very aggressively to kind of uh, look how they can uh, do uh, events online and kind of monetize during this lockdown and uh, till the situation gets back to normal That was Sanchit, the co-founder of Townscript, a B2B driven marketplace for event creators to manage their events and sell tickets. Townscript was founded in 2014, soon after Sanchit graduated from college. They started the company by picking one segment, treks, with a simple focus to become India's largest platform when it comes to treks. Sanchit personally started calling all the trek organizers in Maharashtra Then as opportunities came up they got into other segments conferences marathons and they kept going Initially Townscript was very qualitative in their approach towards marketing and eventually they became a lot more quantitative Today Townscript operates in several countries The marketing function has three sets of teams the marketing team which is responsible for generating leads up front the sales team which actually closes customers once leads have been generated and the support team which ensures that customers are happy with the service that they receive each team has their own metrics townscript also has an event operations team that helps organizers with services that they provide on the ground for example they help with timing services for marathons two of the most important factors when it came to townscript's marketing success are seo or search engine optimization and content driven marketing as sanchit said ranking high on google is an asset with compounding effects in fact over 50% of townscript's customers find townscript on google when it comes to content it's a team effort everyone is encouraged to write blogs and create content about their area of expertise According to Sanchit new founders should also really pay attention to SEO and content right from day 1 even though it can take a year to a year and a half before you actually see the results You do however have to be aware of the nuances of your business as well For example the marketing approach for a B2B versus a B2B business would be quite different This is because B2B sales are relationship based while b2c sales are a lot more transactional so that's something you should think about when crafting your marketing message in 2017 townscript received an investment from book my show to, when talking to sanchit about how that changed he said book my show has broadened my scope of thinking it's like adding two more zeros to everything it makes you think bigger and there's no limit to thinking bigger however despite that his role has not really changed that much townscript has continued to grow at the same rather impressive rate almost 100% year over year for the last 7 years and as of last year townscript sold 3 million tickets 
So that's it from us. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. We love to hear from our listeners, so please do get in touch, even if it's just to say hi. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon.